Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Swedish Hospital in Lincoln Square is scaling back its midwifery program, combining midwives with obstetricians, starting on Friday. Now, for many pregnant people, midwives offer a more intimate and holistic connection than a traditional OBGYN. Midwives follow patients through prenatal, labor, and postpartum care. Throughout this time, midwives build relationships beyond doctor's appointments and guide patients through the birthing process. Now, since the Northside Hospital announced the change of its midwives program, some patients have spoken out, saying their choices for care are being limited. We talked to WBEZ public health and politics reporter Kristen Schorsch. We were also joined by Block Club Chicago reporter Kaylee Paydar. Now, Kaylee, I mentioned some of what's going on at Swedish Hospital, but you covered this more extensively for Block Club. So give us the full picture of what is going on when it comes to the midwife program. Yeah, so basically before people were able to work with a midwife throughout their entire pregnancy, start to finish, like primarily seeing them. Um, and now with this new change, people will be able to work with a team that will include midwives, but will largely be like physicians and OBGYNs and other medical professionals as well. So they won't be able to get that one-on-one consistent care with a midwife that they used to be able to access. So what prompted this? It sounds like some people think the change kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So some of the midwives I talked to said they had kind of seen it coming a little bit behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, Discussions about um, finances were coming up and staffing shortages after the pandemic, which I think a lot of hospitals and all like medical people have been dealing with. Um, And yeah, that was what the hospital mainly cited was just hard to find staff and that midwifery care is it's expensive. I want to bring you in now, Kristen, because you've also been been following this news. Is is that sort of what you're hearing as well from from Swedish on this, their reasoning? Well, so the hospital's reasoning, I have the statement with me because I wanted to make sure I was quoting. Oh, please dig in. Yeah. So some of the reasons that they cite for this big change is the declining birth rate in the area. Mm -hmm. Right which every hospital was seeing. Um, But they also talk about how the number of midwifery attended births, so the number of births that a midwife attended, right, what is increasing outside of the hospital at freestanding birthing centers. But to fact check that, there are only four birthing centers in the state of Illinois, the entire state of Illinois. And a birth center only typically has two rooms. I mean, it's meant to be like a home atmosphere. Right. So, right, I could see patients potentially choosing that as an option, But I don't think that explains the full picture because those are going to be really low numbers of people going to a birth center. Mm -hmm. And another one is that they said between 2016 and 2022, there was a 47 percent decrease in the number of midwifery attended births at Swedish. So almost 50 percent drop over several years. But we know over that time that there have been fewer midwives. You know, I think it was Mm -hmm. like 2015. there, There were about 10 midwives in this group and they ran as a group together. I think overall, those numbers show me like. People want midwives. People want to use midwives, right? It, it, it is a preferred method for a lot of pregnant people. For a lot of people. So you, you had 10 midwives in about 2015. Fast forward to now, it's going to be down to two. 
Why is this move, help us understand, Kristen, why this move to combine midwives with the OBGYNs significant? Well, I mean, if you think about it for patient choice, right, to your point, like people who want to give birth with a midwife have a very specific goal. They want less medical intervention. They want more of a trusting build relationship. They want to have consistency and care. And one of the midwives I talked to at Swedish was saying that um, the hospital was really pressuring them to bring in more money because they spend a lot of time with patients. They mm-hmm. could spend an hour at an appointment versus an OB is going to have less time. Mm-hmm. When you think about just the, the pure delivery you know, at the birth, a midwife will spend a lot of time with you at that. They're maybe not even leaving your side, depending on what their schedule is. An mm-hmm. OB checks on you and then comes in at the end and delivers your baby. That time you're talking about is exactly why I switched from an OB to a it's midwife a for both experience. of my births. It's a different experience. Very different. And so this midwife was telling me that that over the last several years, the midwives have been pressured to bring in more revenue. And that meant, in some cases, taking on an extra shift for no extra pay. And people were burning out. I mean, we've seen with COVID, you know, we see we hear a lot about like the nursing shortage, for example, a burnout. Yeah. Um, and so with the midwives, you know, people finally just had enough and some quit and some were laid off. And now we're going to have two. Wow. How are folks reacting to the news, Kaylee? Um, yeah. The North Side parents I talked to were very upset yeah. and disheartened to hear about the change and raising a lot of awareness about it online, like in their groups. And what are they yeah, saying? What what's what which piece of it concerns them the most, you think? I think like you were saying with patient choice, a lot of them did not want to go back to working with OBGYNs after the experiences they had with midwives. Um, they were talking about how they just can't imagine doing pregnancy without a midwife because of how good of an experience they had with them. Yeah. And you mentioned that there were some indications that the midwife program was going to change. Walk us through how exactly the hospital made folks aware. Yeah. So it came out um, just shortly before the shift was made just a few weeks ago. Um, And people found out kind of through the midwives who left in their Facebook groups kind of unofficially. Mm -hmm. And then the hospital put up a statement on their website um, like shortly after people had already been talking about it. Yeah. And I would love to hear from both of you on this. I mean, who stands to benefit from this move? Kristen, you first. Well, if you have more. If anyone. Yeah. I mean, if you have more OBs taking over patient care versus midwives, they do tend to bring in more money. So for the hospital... That could be a win. But I think in terms of a loss, I mean, right now we're talking about all these people are very upset about this. Swedish was a destination for their midwife group. And so I think that you're going to see patients choose other options. Even if they know they're still midwives at Swedish, it's not going to be the same experience. And so I think you're going to see patients choose other options. And and maybe that spreads by word of mouth. Yeah. Any thoughts, Kaylee? Yeah. Who's does anyone stand to benefit from this move? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that anyone really does yeah the one of the experts I was talking to was saying that like while it it will save money for the hospital that it's kind of a simplistic approach that assumes the care is interchangeable between mm-hmm. um, the stuff you'd get from doctors versus midwives um, and it's so not no <laughs> it's so not right uh, this is reset I'm Sasha and Simons if you are just tuning in Swedish hospital on Chicago's north side it's facing some controversy right now from pregnant patients and prospective mothers after scaling back its midwifery program. So for many midwives, they are a preferred alternative form of care because they provide a more 
personalized approach to maternal care. So we're here with WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch and Block Club Chicago's Kaylee Paydar. So tell us some more, Kaylee, of, of what you've heard, because you've talked with several patients during your coverage of this news. Give us some of the stories that stood out to you. Yeah, yeah. So the main thing I was hearing from people is just how much they appreciated the time that midwives put into educating them about the whole process, getting to know them and their families and giving them personalized personalized advice. Mm-hmm. And like from the, that relationship building, midwives are able to really advocate for people during like the actual birthing process of their kids when obviously that's like very vulnerable. People aren't really thinking straight. They need help like advocating for themselves. So um, one person I talked to, Amy, was saying that her um, her labor went on for two days before she had her daughter. And going into the process, she had been really open with her midwife about how she didn't want to have an intervention, wasn't wanting to have a C-section. But um, two days into labor, she was starting to feel differently, wasn't sure that she could keep going like that. Um, and her midwife was actually able to kind of talk her out of it and say, like, no, this isn't what you wanted. The evidence shows it will be okay if you continue mm. the path that you were hoping for. Um, and she just felt like having someone there who knew her, who had been with her that whole time, knew what she wanted, was just extremely beneficial for her that you can't really replace that goodness and Kristen you mentioned you had the chance to talk with one of the uh, the former midwives at at Swedish what what else was was she saying well I mean she thinks that this is incredibly sad what's happening she talked about how and I hear this about uh, from people who at a lot of hospitals right that that this was family she worked there for more than 10 years um she she trained specifically and, and really loved this job and um and yeah, she's just she's just heartbroken that this is kind of how it played out. Is that she essentially, you know, she quit. And then what's the next step? Is it opening her own practice? Oh, is well, it... I mean, her next step is you know she's going to take a little time, find a new job, figure out where she wants to go. Yeah. She wants to find a supportive culture. I will say, but quitting says a lot. No, I, I think quitting does say a lot. I mean, I, I think any time a person quits their job without a backup says a lot, right? Right. And I, I will say, you know, I, I reached out to Swedish um, a number of times with follow-up questions, requests for interviews, and they, they declined the interview. They didn't even answer my email questions. I will say, you know, they We were, reached out as well. Okay. Uh, team reset. No answer. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things that they said is that they are expanding women's health in general. They're adding OBs, including someone who specializes in complex medical care, which that also includes abortion care. Um, and that they also are upgrading and redesigning the Family Birth Center at Swedish, um, and they recently expanded women's health in Lakeview. So they are making investments in women's health, and they want people to know that, even if they are stepping back with midwifery. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, you, you talked with midwife Lisa Kane-Lowe. Uh, she researches optimal childbirth practices at the University of Michigan. I mean, tell us a bit more about that conversation. When it comes to Swedish, what was she saying she thinks that the hospital is just getting wrong? Yeah, she. the main thing was just the fact that they were talking about these things as though patients wouldn't choose to be with a midwife over physicians, that lumping all these people together in a team just means there's less choice for people because the way midwives are trained is different from the way physicians are trained. Um, They learn a lot about like using less invasive techniques Mm -hmm. and like how to promote um, 
like vaginal deliveries right. so that they don't have to have these interventions that can result in worse outcomes. And she was saying that like losing midwifery care could lead to having more interventions, which could lead to worse outcomes for people. Yeah. That was one of the things that hooked me too, was um, just that promotion of the natural birth. My midwife knew that that was my desire for both of my my pregnancies. And so sort of in the heat of the moment where, you know, it, it's labor and of course you'd scream whatever <laughs> in those times. Don't bring me back. She knew, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kristen, but it's a reality, right? But But she knew what I desired at the end of the day and was very you know, adamant to make sure that that's what I got in the end rather than uh, what I think would have been a different outcome had I been at a hospital. In fact, I was it was a home birth for me. So uh, we we removed ourselves from the hospital entirely just because of that, wanting that that care. So I can't imagine being in the, the shoes of these folks, um, just having fewer options to get that kind of birth outcome. Well, and also we talk a lot in this country about the maternal mortality rate. Yeah. And and a lot of other countries really embrace the midwifery model. I mean, it's 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 very common. And we really have not embraced that in the U.S., despite research that shows, you know, great outcomes, lower C-section rates, um, patient happiness, things like that, mm-hmm. right? So I do think it's interesting when you look at where patients can actually get this care. If they even know that this care exists, that's another thing. It's just awareness. Do you know you have the option for a midwife? Does your insurance cover it? That's a whole other ball of wax, yeah. right? Exactly. So, as you said, Swedish had 10 midwives, and starting this Friday, there's going to be two. What do you see for the future of maternal care at that institution? I think people are going to be faced with the option of if they still go, they're going to have perhaps a midwife, but um, more likely an OB, if you think about those numbers, and especially if they're hiring more OBs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think patients are going to decide that maybe they're going to go look for midwives elsewhere if that's really what they want. If they really want just a midwife group, they're going to have to go get it elsewhere. Yeah, I I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to drive folks to to leave. Do either of you see Swedish addressing this or either reverting back to what what it was or, you know, expanding options in the near future? What do you think, Kaylee? I'm not sure. I, I, I would lean to, towards no. Um, obviously can't speak for them, but from what I was hearing from the midwives who left, it seemed like they had really been trying to work with the hospital to make the practice more profitable and implement changes they thought would make it easier for people to get to them or um, make it easier for them to like bill insurance for things so that they could make more money and address some of those concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were saying that the hospital is just not receptive to those things. And that's kind of what led to them leaving in the end. So I think a lot would have to change for them to bring midwives back Mm -hmm. to how they were. So the decision's pretty firm. It sounds like. I will say, I think that Swedish was pretty surprised at this blowback. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, obviously I can't speak for them, but just as a reporter coming from it and talking to midwives and talking to patients and the anger that people feel and the frustration they feel, I mean, Swedish isn't talking about this beyond a statement and beyond a paragraph on their website. I think that's telling. We'll leave it there. Kristen Schorsch is a WBEZ public health and politics reporter and Kaylee Paydar, a freelance reporter for Block Club Chicago. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Michael Liptrot and edited by Linnea Dominic and Ethan Schwab. Stay on top of all of the conversations that impact your day-to-day by subscribing to the Reset Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you again soon.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I'd never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.